0: And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top.
1: Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business triple your lists and double your sales conversions. If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like and trust, and having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Hey everyone, welcome. My name is Heather Haywood and welcome to another edition of Like a Boss Insights with influencers, entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. So listen up this is a good one i have a guy here who actually has been a park's been named after him like that's kind of cool that's a first so that's just that within itself is kind of cool so listen to the story he's also a texan so that's really awesome too so welcome our guest daryl lyons are you there
0: i'm here thank you for having me i'm excited Uh, to be here
1: yeah thanks no problem this would be a lot of fun i'm excited to hear about your personal story Basically about how in the world you have a park named after you, because I don't know, that's just like a first year on video <laughs> and I'm going to probably say it over and over again, but let's explain to people who you are. Daryl Lyons is a certified financial planner and a behavioral financial advisor, and is considered an expert in personal finance, author of several books, a regular contributor for Forbes and Texas Monthly, which is a great magazine. Never had it Under Daryl's leadership, PAX Financial Group has made the Inc. 5,000 5, fastest growing companies has been voted one of the best 10 places to work. Oh, best places in San Antonio. He's an author, entrepreneur, community leader, and family man. And his latest mission is to help change our concept of retirement and inspire others to pivot. And you have a park (laughs) named after you because that's normal. (laughs) I'm still
0: alive. I'm still alive too. That's right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Usually it is like that. Usually it's one of those like, um, he died, so now let's name some cool stuff. I have like a parking yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. I live in Austin, so the trail, as you know, you you. Don't, by the way, even if you doesn't know I'm in Austin, San turning That's pretty much without traffic, forty five minutes with traffic, three hours.
0: Um, exactly.
1: Right. Uh So it, yeah, when you're going down the trail, town lake, right? There's all these really cool benches, and they have these ma- amazing you know, in memory of or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, uh. Oh. I thought it was like really cool and. they have a park bench, but you're not a park bench. You're an entire park. How big (laughs) is the park? I have to ask how big is the park? Is it like an inch? Uh, No,
0: I'm guessing maybe three quarters of an acre. So it's a small park, but it's not, you know, it's got a couple playgrounds on it and a water fountain and yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. It's,
1: so how did that happen? Does someone just go, Hey Daryl, we got this park. I got a name after somebody like how did that go down
0: what, here's the lesson I think that I've had to reflect on. It's a, it's a story of, of not, of not being afraid to get in over your head. Um, I was way in over my head. And so what happened was, is I met the mayor of San Antonio, just kind of happenstance. And I said, Hey, I'd like to be involved in the city. And so he said, well, you know, numbers, right. And finance. I said, yeah, I know finance. He goes, well, we, we have this board where there's a part of the city that's, um, it's, it's a military base and those assignments are being deployed to Wright Patterson and different parts of the country. And we need to replace the missions that are happening at Brook city base with private sector. So it was a, it was a low income part of the city. So I got on the board and I understood the money and then the, the chairman passed away and they didn't know anybody really that knew the functionality of the organization like I did. So I, I guess I was 20 some odd at the time, 28, and I became chairman of the board. and I was flying on private jets around the country and, and trying to recruit businesses. Um, and it, at the end of seven years of doing that, we successfully transitioned the military out and private sector in. And after I was done, the mayor, uh, the new mayors, Julian Castro at the time, he named a park, the Daryl W. Lyons Park. And frankly, I was way in over my head, but there's a ton of people around me that knew what they were doing. And it was just a very, very kind gesture. I was really blown away.
1: That was, that's, you know, what that sounds like in the boardroom, like, okay, this guy is way over his head. Let's name, give him a park. Let's just give him a park.
0: I know it was amazing. <laughs> pay
1: him so, or whatever. I'm sure pay was not that great. You know, whatever that was. Uh, but let's, let's throw him a park. Let's just, give them that's so,
0: no pay. There was no pay involved at all. I got a sandwich like once a week. It was, and it was, stress, <laughs> it was stressful. I was in the newspapers and there was people, it was just, it was a very difficult thing and it was seven years of my life. So it was really nice actually. And it felt like, Oh wow. Okay. Like I felt almost redeemed. Like that was pretty amazing. I, that work paid off. Right. And so, yeah,
1: yeah. I got a park. Yeah. No, I, they, that's probably what they thought about. Like, do you gotta give this guy something? The guy like worked his butt off. <laughs> I know. I mean, you gave him nothing. Like throw him a throw him an acre. He only got three fourths. Give him that. Like yeah, just, exactly. Like let him be happy with that three fourths.
0: I know. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for them to pick it or you know ask to change the name because they found out something about me. I'm just right. waiting. For name, like, right? We he
1: heard that you the number I, or something. I, <laughs> That's really funny. Um, It's but good for you for going in over your head and just like saying, Hey, I'm getting in here. You know, you're like, Whoa, just kidding. It's one of yeah. those moments where you're like, I really want to contribute. How can I help over here? And they're like, Oh, you do here. You're like, just kidding. I was thinking like a five hours a week, you know, they're like, 15 hours a week later. So I've been, in, I've been in these organizations. I totally get it. Yeah. In those organizations. oh, in the city obviously, but I've been in this organization where I took on, took on, took on. And I realized all of a sudden I was like 40 hours a week in my, in my community involvement. Oh my <laughs> you know? gosh. You're like, wait a minute. It was supposed to be just helping the community. You know, but it's all about giving back. Right. And then it is. so congratulations. You're the first to be on like a boss <laughs> show.
0: <laughs> the um, park, yeah. Thank you to be hey. alive.
1: I feel like not because I, because by the way, what part of town is it in?
0: It's on the south side. So it's of on course. the other side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The other side. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Cool. So like, have you ever been to the park to take pictures of the oh, park? Yeah. 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 I
0: go down there. There, I look at Google reviews on the park.
1: <laughs>
0: There's 43 reviews. So I go in there and I look Daryl W. Lyons uh, Park and I look at the Google reviews and make sure it's clean and <laughs> 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 just yeah. for fun. right? Awesome. Like, okay, yeah, okay. I'm
1: sorry, I've never had that. Like, I do go look at my Google reviews, but I don't have a park, so I don't go look at my parks' Google reviews. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: you know i mean why not right just okay it seems like everyone's having fun seems like it's clean okay good I don't need to I do know. anything but
1: you're taking pride in your park i love that but the oh, cuckoo reviews is great i love. That. like <laughs> oh my god like someone didn't like my park i gotta like go handle it um <laughs> they picked the right guy they're like okay how are we gonna get this thing clean all the time okay here's what we do the guy who's been given us six years of his life Give him the park, he'll make it pretty.
0: <laughs> That's right, exactly. I go down there every now and again and I and I've actually said, Hey, look, my plaque's a little loose. And you know, the there's bird poop that needs to be cleaned up and needs to be I've actually done that before. I, I know it's I but know I'm know. really proud you're. of this park, you know? It's like, wow. Yeah.
1: As you should. If I had a
0: okay.
1: a Miss Sexy Boss or Miss Havenwood Park, I would be down there like Making sure that thing was like, look at this beautiful plaque. Look at that baby. Like that's, I would, I would totally do that. That's um, why
0: they only give parks to people who've died. So they don't have to mess. with. People <laughs> really.
1: Oh my God. That is so true. Yeah. And they don't look at their Google review. Like the guy, who does, like, right. you know, they can't like go back and go, Hey, a Google review. Can you see this guy I was there? He got a one star. I got a one star.
0: I got a one star park. No, I've got a four and a half star park.
1: Oh, I'm at the half. Bothers, you. It bothers me bother you? so
0: much. Yeah. Well, that's when I, they had to mow the yard. And so it's like my Amazon reviews, both of them dictate my temperament each day.
1: Right. Right. I totally get that. All right. Let's get into this. So you're a financial planner, but you're very different. We're talking about something today. Really cool. Three ways to pivot into retirement as an entrepreneur. So let's just dive into that. Um, no pun intended on the park. So, uh, is there a water at the park? I have to ask. Is there?
0: Water fountain, yeah, Use not like fountain. flowing water or anything,
1: yeah. but like a whoosh, you
0: know. No, not a fountain. Just a water. Just a push a button and drink.
1: Oh, water. oh, like <laughs> drinking water.
0: Yeah, just drinking water. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I should lobby for that.
1: You should lobby for that and raise money fountain. to put in a fountain. Um, Okay, great. So three ways you can pivot. So what are three ways that entrepreneurs could pivot today?
0: I think, I think one is beginning with the end of mind. I mean, how do you exit your business, especially lifestyle entrepreneurs? I work with several of them that have large clients and, and, you know, they do masterminds and, and how do you quantify this thing? So that way it can be a value that you can sell and transition. And that's a big, big dilemma for a lot. of. People.
1: I mean, I know that business, right? I'm in that business. And the answer is you really can't, unless with only a few people i have seen do it, right? Franklin Copy, okay, they can grow rich. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, they've been able to they've been able to transcend the the information, the knowledge, but it's not many. It's not you know? many.
0: I'm working with somebody who's a household name that you would most of your listeners would know, Probably. And yeah. we're working on moving it from a cult of personality to a a business that can be transitioned, and and we've actually talked to um, third parties that have been interested that aren't even in the business but want to tap into that group um, and and consider buying it. So you just we just have to be creative and start thinking about it. And I think I think we can do this, and we just have to start being creative and identify ways to monetize this this business.
1: It's um it's something because I've been in the speaking industry and in then what I call personal development personal brand business for a long time where what I call the business is around a person and yeah. it's, um, I've seen this. I mean, I started the business in 2001. So I've seen people die. Yeah? I mean, you know, I've yeah. seen people get hurt. I've seen all kinds of stuff happens or something happens. like politics, something bad happens. It's the rumor of boom. The whole business is done by yeah. politics, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's very much like a political business that if the person's on a pedestal, things are great. If the, the, if, all of a sudden, it becomes Harvey Weinstein. We got a problem, you know. Right. All of a sudden, they die. We got a problem. Like the the business is literally surrounded by them. So that's really challenging. I've seen it a couple of times. I've seen it a few times that some companies are doing today very, very well. I'm actually with a client right now that I've been working with for almost a year and a half, trying to. I say trying because she's resisting me, but trying to <laughs> move her more into thinking like that. Like, okay, you've got to think. Beyond you a little bit here. You're 50 years yeah. old, going to 55, I think, somewhere there, and you would do this 25 years. Like there, you know, yeah. you've got to think beyond. So um, that's interesting.
0: 50's the right age too, because I mean, it's you're just starting to think about that stuff. But you know, Dave Ramsey's a great example of this. If you followed him over the years, he's yes. really, really trying to transition this thing into Ramsey Solutions and Chris Hogan and Christy Wright and and Max. I follow them very well. Yeah, Max Lucato's who's in a preacher in our backyard. He's the number one Christian author in the world, and he's trying to transition from a Max Lucado church to a different church uh, that can transcend him. So, you know, you get these cult of personalities. You Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein. Yeah, and it's hard, and so it takes yeah. a lot of time, and so but you, you know you got to start thinking about that.
1: Joel is a big one. He's um, you know, he's in Houston between us, and um, I have Dave Ramsey. Very familiar with that. With Ramsey Solutions, I've met many of them. Yeah, um, and uh, they have a very interesting because they're you know they're in Tennessee. You know, they have a very interesting internal culture. Very yeah, they unique, do. Very unique to them, and I think they're doing a great job. They're one of the few five hundred million dollars a year. They're doing very well. I was part of a company similar, the same model uh, that it blew up in two thousand eight. Literally disintegrated mainly because it was surrounding personalities that couldn't sustain what was going on in 2007, seven, eight, nine, all the personalities we call it were up on real estate, right? Mm. So there was no way to sustain that time. And the entire company literally disintegrated within a year or two.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And so if you Gosh. look at like, yeah, you look at those kinds of companies, you have to really go, what's our asset here, right? Joel Stein, Dave Ramsey. Um, I'm Bigger companies, not bigger companies, but bigger personalities. I'm thinking Howard Stern, Rush Limbaugh. I mean, these are big. Yeah, entities within themselves, right? Joel is a big one. He's just huge. If you look at the numbers of him in the church, or just him, if he, I mean, hopefully he doesn't, but if he passes away tomorrow, let's, I mean, for God's sake, he doesn't, but let's say he does. I love him to death. But like, think about the, the impact that would be in the finances.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. And, and you know, all the people that are impacted obviously, right?
1: The people are impacted too, right? The impact of it. Like if you look at the business model of what it is, how do you sell that? You can't now his information, he's really created amazing publishing. He's going to be able to transcend, I think. Yeah. Um, him being here on this planet earth, but there's a lot of companies out there today that don't have that transcendence capability. So I'm curious if you, are you working with companies like that?
0: Yeah, yeah, we're just trying to figure out. Uh, many times it's just, it's just trying to change the name, you know, from from the, the name of uh, that people recognize right. to a name that's not that person, and, and that takes time. So sometimes it's just as simple as that. And then starting to create um, systems and processes uh, are really important. And so if there's a system or process in place, rather than okay, we've just been off the cuff, uh, that's more attractive. And then the other thing is just clean financials. You know, if I'm coming in to buy a business, which I you know, I bought a handful, um, you just want to see a positive trend of earnings. And so making sure you have clean financials in which you're separating your personal expenses from the business. Um, and so that would be a part of that. So it, yeah, it just takes, it, it. it's not overnight. So you got to think about the strategy and then start to implement it over about five years.
1: So I don't know this for a fact. It's like hearsay. So let me put an asterisk next to this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Um, so Tony Robbins had this conversation supposedly recently the last couple of years, which makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, he's phenomenal, but I'm sure he's tired. So sometime in life, maybe he wants to retire. Who knows? But he had to really look at that. He can't scale much beyond where he's at. So um, he looked at what can I do to really make the big money? So that's when he came out with that book, The Money Book, The Money. Yeah. Book. And supposedly what I understand, hearsay, that Part of that book was to, uh, it was selling basically a particular mutual fund or fund, Uh and he's tied into that. And so that was his way of exploding his income to a level that's beyond him, you know what I mean? Uh, So I hear, I think that was really interesting because it's a true asset. I think he had loans or percentage or whatever their deal was with the particular mutual fund, with the hedge fund. um, I thought, wow, that's actually... I've heard real estate investing, of course, real estate investors doing that, but I haven't heard that from personal development to finance doing that. And so that's why here, that's why he, that's why he went to finance. I mean, when he did that book, it was very like, what? This is a finance book, you know, it was kind of like off. He played it really well. I loved it. I love the book. I read it. It's very good. But at the same time it was kind of like, I don't, what is he, what is he doing here? Because then I was waiting for him to do all these like seminars, surrounding it, like, you know, have the book, right? But he didn't do that. So. I don't know. Did you hear the same rumor? Am mm-hmm. I just totally making this up? This is my rumor I heard.
0: No, he registered to become a registered investment advisor, so it was his play. Um, it got clunky somewhere along the way. Um, people might have called him out, or it just it, maybe there was a credibility issue because you know it, it appeared there was a conflict. I don't know what happened or how it shaked out, but but I think yeah, that was his play to that try was to his get his play, that yeah. Space. yeah. Which,
1: if you think about from his perspective as a a personal brand, it's. It's brilliant. Yeah, for sure. It's brilliant. Now, SEC, I, I don't understand that yeah, world. so I whole I, animal. Right. It's a whole other world. But from his play, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? It totally makes sense because influencers is what I teach about. Influencers mm-hmm. sell all kinds of stuff, from sneakers to food. Why not mutual funds, right? It kind of makes sense a little. And I understand there's SEC whole other world. but. <laughs> Taking that out, the world of a brand, an influencer selling into a product per se that they own a percentage of is not cray cray, you know?
0: It's not, you know, there's a guy named Scott Burns who did that too. He's a he's an editor for a publication. He moved into the RA space. Motley Fool that normally produces content, they moved in that space. So and I think it's just a natural progression over time. You just kind of say, okay, I really want to be a player in that because it's a s- sustainable business model. Yeah,
1: long-term. It's more of a sustainable business model and something yeah. you could show on financial. So let's keep going. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One way, two ways, three ways. Take it from yeah.
0: here. Yeah, yeah. So I think the other one that I see a lot of that's really damaging and it's called the grain divorce is just the amount of people who are getting a divorce as a result of retirement. You know, they oh, transition huge. into next What are the
1: numbers? Do you know the numbers?
0: Um no I, all I know is off the top of my head is it's the fastest growing trend of divorce in that space of those who retire. So in terms of the trend right now that's accelerating because people are just looking at each other and say, who are you? <laughs> and um and, and there's some conversations that I've seen like hey I um I'd like to s- live in Houston and then the spouse says no I want to move to California and as opposed to trying to figure it out they just say well screw it I'll just you go to Houston, I'll go to California before you know they're divorced. And and that kind of stuff's happening all the time. And wow. uh, that's a real challenge because financially, it's the only people that win are the attorneys. It really tears apart the finances and it's getting ugly. So we're seeing that more and more in the uh, retiree space.
1: I didn't know that was a trend. I mm-hmm. did hear a trend because uh, I'm in Texas, 80% of the divorces I think this was in Texas, so I could be wrong. 8% of the, of the uh, divorces in Texas were um, initiated by female.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that could make sense. Um,
1: I thought that was an interesting, like, stat, you know, but it yeah, kind yeah, of a think.
0: probably right. I, I actually, my, in, right back to me, I got a pile of notes from a conference I went to in Minneapolis, and, and the lady who spoke, she was an expert in divorces, she mentioned that number, and it was pretty darn close to that eighty percent.
1: Wow! So she did mention something.
0: She did, yeah. They're initiated by the by the, by the female spouse. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's really fascinating. And again, you know, but I didn't know the retirement is is it increase, which again, unfortunately, makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I had a someone who had been married for 30 years that I know in my family actually, and I can say who, and I, I went to see them and they literally in fr- front of me were fighting. She's like, I'm going to California. He's like, whatever. And she looks at me. She's like, mm. I'm like, I looked, literally looked at him. and go, no, she's, she's serious. <laughs> like I know when a woman's serious. Right. I'm like, Oh yeah. She's leaving. <laughs> You know, and because uh, that's where her family is, and um, she doesn't, she's there in Florida, and she hates, she's always hated Florida. So now the kids are babies are grown, and kind of thing. And so she's like, mm, I'm, a, my, now I'm gonna go. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. And I'm like, no, I think you, no, that's a woman who's serious. Like, she's he's already serious like about this. Like, no, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't roll your eyes on that one. Yeah, you because know, she looked right at me like, "Hmm," and I'm like, "Uh, you just let me know what your new number is." You know, like it was just like, "Got it," you know. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to hear that. But how can you, if someone's listening, like, how can you? I don't know. Like, you can't prevent it. That's a relationship thing. But from a financial perspective, how can you protect yourself? Yeah, I think, You're I think already it's- married, the prenup's yeah. done. I mean, you can't go back.
0: No, no doubt. Marital counseling works. I mean, it, it, it probably, it would be wise. Look, it, you could look at it from a pure financial perspective A mar- marital counseling's insurance <laughs> because a divorce is very, very expensive. It, it rocks the finances and getting marital counseling before retirement. Um, it's about a 30% chance, uh, reduction in the probabilities that a divorce might occur. And it's just unpacking things. It's aligning values. Yeah. Um, it's aligning uh, goals. And, and then when there's a misalignment, having a third party kind of have dialogue about that. And so uh, I really sincerely think marital counseling makes sense in that retirement space. Those people that are, that have made marriage work in retirement, they're having a lot of fun. They're traveling together, they're companions. So it's worth it to kind of make it work.
1: It's interesting about that. Um, I know that men, I would say I, I'm this is me in my life. I am no dad on this. I'm no Harvard expert, but mm-hmm. usually have what I call a midlife crisis ish. Yeah. Yeah. Said, yeah. Like yeah. 40, 45 ish. Okay. Yeah. Women are like, they hit 50 and they're a different person. So they're like, <laughs> oh, I used to put up with that. No. Yeah. Mm, not
0: anymore.
1: Yeah. No. Like, they're just like, I'm in this direction. So where it used to be probably the men like, we're going in this direction. And she's like, okay, I'm in the boat with you. You know, when a woman turns 50, especially in today's environment, you know, and empowering yourself and saying your own feet, it's around 45, 50 that they're like, just like, no, I'm I'm this, I'm going left. And they're like, oh no, like, yep. You know? And I think that's why if I, you know, again, this is me just making this up and knowing like my, my friends in their forties and what they're all going through and I hear everything. It's like that. Like when they first got married, they were like direction kids. And then as soon as they kind of like 45 50, they're just this like, whatever you said you want, that's cool. Go. Like I'm over here. And they're like just completely okay with that. So and a lot of the women don't think about that financial because, you know, they had their own stuff going on emotionally. They just want to feel free and they want to after what they really want in life and they don't want to follow him anymore, whatever that is for them. Um, but it is extremely, 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 um, what is it called? Financial burden. And I'm, I'm holding up a magazine. Can't see cause my, now my video is fuzzy, but in this magazine, entrepreneur magazine.com, probably heard yeah. of it. Yeah. I just did an article. Um, I just talked about an article today when I'm not going to share with you when I ask for feedback. And the article is about breaking up. Now yeah, I'm find it breaking up. With, yeah, how to break up with your co-founder. Um, it's an interesting article. Mm. And from a financial perspective, you know, how to break up with your business partner as an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, in his perspective, his little amazing thing, his name is Wiley Robinson. He owns Rumble. And he goes through his little story. And it looks like they're still friends. And, like, it's all good. And the guy was like, peace out. I'm going to travel. And he's like, great. But that doesn't always end up that way. <laughs> no. so do you- it's like a happy story, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, he's like, I don't want you to be my partner. He's like, Oh, okay. Here's the severance. Oh, okay. You can keep your cell phone. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I'm going to go peace out. I'm going to go travel the world. And so now it's yeah. all happy. like, this is called fairy tale. Okay. Um, but good for him. Good for him. I think it's great. What do you say about that in the world of finances and protecting yourself and retirement when you have a business partner that maybe you were having to fire yeah, out.
0: that's tough. I've got I've got several business partners and a co-founder. We bought out one of our co-founders. Um, he went to go work with Dave Ramsey, and um, it was kind of a peace out thing. It worked out real well. We cut him a check, and he was off to go work with Dave Ramsey. He became the Mexican Dave Ramsey. Now translates all Dave Ramsey stuff into Spanish. It's good for him. Um, and so the other ones that are here, we cuss and fuss, and we fight. We disagree. Um, but at the end of the day, we got married. And so we just deal with it. And we recognize that people are people and um, we do believe that one plus one equals three. And so we just have to work through that stuff. Now there is an hierarchy of leadership, which is important. And, you know, co-founders are tricky because as the company becomes more complex and you've got two leaders that are joint leaders, that's tricky. So in our organization, it helped when somebody became CEO And Look, okay, the buck stops with Daryl, and that's me. My co-founder, Joseph, he humbly, which was very kind, took on the president role, which is in an org chart subservient to the CEO. Now, he still has the same equity, but it allows for a clean organizational picture. So that's helpful in a partnership or a co-founder's relationship.
1: Right, and there's got to be clarity about that. There's got to be clarity about that. I just saw the the movie The Post with Meryl Streep. Uh huh. Did you ever watch that? It was a career. I haven't seen it. Is movie. it good? It was really good. It was a lot good from a lot of different perspectives. But one of the things that was really interesting about her, is she, you know, her her father started the post, and then her husband ran the post, and then her father died. Obviously, her her husband died, and she was given this. And in her view, she was not designed. And through the entire movie, she never really made big decisions. She constantly was leaning on. Bored board and kind mm. of did like, Oh, what do you think? Okay, we'll do that. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. So it wasn't until the very end when the whole ending kind of happened and she's like, no, I'm, I'm making decisions. And there was all these people around her in her ear and she kind of made this big decision. She kind of, that was kind of the whole presence of the whole book, you know, the whole movie about how she stepped forward mm-hmm. and said, this is the direction. And that was the first time in the, in the movie that you saw the buck stops with her, even though everyone around her was against her in that particular decision, except for the person, um, the buck stops there. And it's when there's that, there's a clean break. It's like everyone has to either follow suit or leave, you know, pretty much, you know? So it
0: makes sense. That's why uh, we don't see countries with two presidents. Right. You know, we right. just don't see that. It's, it makes sense. But that's, that's the thing about the co-founders is getting that org chart right. And that's a good example.
1: That's a good example. Okay. So what else um, ways to pivot into retirement? is A lot of entrepreneurs
0: don't have savings. Yeah, savings. And and in that same vein, I would actually say if you're an entrepreneur, I think the female voice needs to be louder than we give it credit for. And I'm not patronizing, but what research has shown is women are better at at the savings and investing than men. Um, Betterment did some interesting research and identified that when the market goes down, men are much quicker to um, mess with their money than women. And as a result, get worse returns. So, in terms of uh, the disciplined savings and being disciplined with your investing, I think bending the ear of the female or at least following her leadership has, evi- it's been, there's evidence to support that that makes a lot of sense. So, the collaboration with money needs to give a little bit more credit to the female ear. So, many times when people are coming to me, um, it's, it's the entrepreneur, maybe the, the head of the household's the man and he's working and doing stuff it's the wife that comes and pulls him by the ear in front of me and says, we need to do this. And it's finally when I got his ear and her ear that we're able to make progress in their financial lives.
1: That's awesome. So listen to us. No, I mean, I <laughs> well, to
0: it's just that. research. You know, I'm not, I'm not being biased here. It's just the reality is, is that females are better at the investing in savings and men. I don't know what it is about us. We have this ego. We can do it on our own, whatever it is. Something about us is not allowing us to make the decisions that are rational. And again, we, the key is for us to make logical, rational decisions and men just want to do it on ourselves. And we think we're better than other people. I don't know what it is there.
1: Who knows? We're not, th- I mean, you know, I yeah. can be a therapist on that one, but
0: <laughs> yeah, um, exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, I love the fact that you worked with Rams international. They're a great organization. Uh, do you work with them or you're on the board?
0: So yeah. So he has about 12 financial advisors around the country that he flies up to Nashville and we um, discuss things that he's talking about on the air. So, you know, if he talks about, Hey, you can get 12% on your investments, then he sits down with a group of financial advisors and we say, Hey, Dave, you know, you might want to temper that um, or at least explain that a little bit better. And, and then he'll provide us feedback. and, And the Ramsey solutions team is unbelievable. They'll bring guys in like Don Miller to chat with us a little bit about us being better at our jobs so it's very collaborative. So there's these 12 advisors. I'm one of them that is called an investment council. And it's it's somewhat of an honor. I always tell my wife when I get back, I'm a guy that gives the financial guy advice. And that is just a kind of a cool role. So I I relish that role and take pride in it. And they do a good job. You're also a guy
1: that has a park. (laughs) So I don't know which one's bigger. I don't know. Um, So I have to ask then, are there any women on the advisory board?
0: there are yeah um, and they're great and you know I'm on another board I'm on a couple boards but another one's called c12 it's a national um, Christian board it's really amazing and they have t- 12, um, 12 board members in each area there's one in there's probably four or five in Austin there's five or six in San Antonio and whenever I get on that board I have to have female a female voice. Because it's just it's just a different tone. And so I think anybody who's wise, and we've seen this lately, a trend even to to be compliant as an organization, as a a publicly traded organization, you have to have a female voice. So we're seeing a trend there. And it's it's a positive one, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely. I think that having the different uh, female male, we just bring something new to the table. I'm not better or worse, just new. Just a new view, just new perspective, new you know. We just see things differently, so it's adding different value. I love that. Um. So, like, what tell us about how can they can get a hold of you or your five thousand books you have? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I the just park.
1: They want to see a picture of the park. They want to write a Google review of the park. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Be positive. Be kind. Just be kind be on timed. the Google. Um, actually, so I, the latest book I launched was eighteen two eighty, um, and that was designed just to help people make better decisions with their money. It's a real simple book; it's easy. Dave did a great endorsement on it. You can certainly get that on Amazon. LinkedIn's a great place to find me. Um, I love using LinkedIn, and my company's Pax Financial Group, PAX Financial Group So I'll those are a couple of
1: Right now, yeah. on uh, LinkedIn at Daryl Say Daryl L. Oh Daryl. Why Ly- Ly- Lyons? That's right. So Daryl, Daryl W. Lyons. You, know what you need to have yeah. in your header, you know, yeah. underneath your name. Yeah. Instead of saying "I'm," I'm working hard to to help the middle class make better money decisions. You need to have comma, and I have a park named.
0: <laughs> have a park named after me and I'm on Dave's council. You I? should. Like
1: <laughs> that's cool. I be like, oh my gosh. By the way, I just saw that you went to St. Mary's. I literally live 78704, which is down the street.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Well no, you're St. Edwards.
1: Oh, you're thinking I'm oh. St. Ma-
0: yeah, so I'm St. Mary's. St. Mary's is on the west side of San Antonio. And I know where you're at in St. Edwards. Yeah. I've yes. been there. I've jogged around there before. Yeah. It's it's pretty. It's cool. Can I
1: feel stupid? But yeah no, st. Edwards, it, it's right here you should have just gone with that i'm kidding yeah, it, is, yeah. it is right st edwards yeah. st. Mary's is actually in san antonio which is 45 minutes away and i live literally down the street from st edwards uh, which is a beautiful campus
0: it um, is cool, cool. High,
1: even it's though cool. Uh, in the you know ut's down that way which is a not a beautiful campus i think ut is one of the most ugly campuses ever um I mean, UT is amazing and Austin's amazing and the Capitol's amazing, but like the campus is not really necessarily a campus, just a bunch of buildings together.
0: Well, what do you think? What about what do you think about going right up the road to Waco when you see that campus? What do you think?
1: I went to Baylor. Oh,
0: I didn't know this. So
1: for like okay. one semester. Okay. I failed out. I talk about time. My- <laughs> I failed out of Baylor my first semester,
0: so I missed that on your one of your podcasts that I listened to Did you talk I'll about that.
1: It. Yeah, I failed out as a whole. It's I'll be okay. yeah, on your podcast to share that story. But uh, yes, I failed out of Baylor. I actually ended up going to TCU, which is a beautiful campus. Oh yeah, TCU's gorgeous, stunning, beautiful, perfect all the time. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, but yeah, I, I went to Baylor for uh, one semester and I failed out of Bible class.
0: Wow. Okay. That's hilarious.
1: And I went to a private school in, in elementary and junior high. So it's one of those, like, really, how did you, how'd you fail Bible? Even well, you, you failed because six? you
0: didn't, you didn't show up. That's how you fail.
1: Cause I was drinking.
0: Yeah. Cause you didn't show up. That's exactly how you fail. Cause you don't fail Bible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I forgot about my Bible verses while I was have a cocktail yeah. or two or three. Yeah. So that's all about me. <laughs> Actually, your show, I'm talk about that. So, you know, that's I was funny. 18.
0: So well, one day I'll have a podcast and I'll have you on.
1: Okay, I've, good. All right. <laughs> let's talk about you. So where can they find you? Where can they hang out with you? Where can they get to know you? Where can yeah, they...
0: LinkedIn's great. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. I pretty much connect with, I connect with anyone that says, if you say you're an SEO expert, I don't connect with you. Only because there's thousands of people that, they asked, and I got tired of always accepting. So that's the only thing, the only person I won't connect with. Other than that, I'm good. I'll connect with you. Just maybe change that up if that's who SU you are. I see
1: people need financial planning too. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's just not going to work for me. Not going to so, work. Okay, all
1: right. Uh, Sorry, but
0: other than, that, other than that, yes, and then PAX Financial Group, you can always visit the website and there's little tools and gadgets and stuff to play with on there. And, and then uh, certainly the 18 to 80 book is the book that you can understand. I think it'll help you a ton and your listeners a ton because I made it for just, the middle-class layman, just easy to read. Every chapter is interesting because you can go, okay, I'm 42. What do I need to do at 42? Uh, uh, my mom is uh, 70. What does she need to do at 70? You know, my son is 20. What do, what do I need to do for him at 20? Right. So every chapter is an age. So you just open the book and you don't have to read the whole thing.
1: Oh, that's yeah. fun.
0: Yeah. It's all rooted in that behavioral finance stuff, that kind of nerdy stuff, but it's done in a very layman way.
1: Oh, I love it. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow, I love go that. Check. Oh, great. Well, go check that out. Tell the name of the book again.
0: 18 to 80. So T-O, 18, everything from age 18 to age 80, what you need to know about finances. Uh, it's real cheap on, on Amazon. My publisher's only do like $7.99, so it's pretty cheap. So grab one or two or three. And, and all proceeds support four kids that live um, in
1: my house. Oh, nice. Awesome. <laughs> okay, great. All proceeds Funny. <clears throat> All right. Great. This is, um, so check it out. Check it out. Go to LinkedIn. Uh, find him, Gerald Lyons and go check him out on Amazon. It's a really cool book. 18 to 80. That makes sense. 18 year age, 18 to 80. Yeah. Go check it out. Gerald, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having fun today. Talking about your park <laughs> and your Google reviews and it's super fun, it fun. because yeah. it's, you know, it's hard to do that sometimes. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good. This is Heather Havenwood. Check it out at heatherhavenwood.com. I'm on iHeart, Spotify, Google play and iTunes, soon to be Pandora. This is helping you rise to the top. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business Triple your lists and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping
0: you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.